Captain America, Lamar Hoskins. Looks like you guys can use some help. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of March 28th. 2021 this is episode 128 disney marvels the show about disney marvel lucasfilm muppets pixar 20th century the parks and much much more if it has to do with disney it's fair game i'm your host matthew graken so this survey the latest survey was about what are your thoughts on raya and the last dragon and I gave you the options of you loved it it was Okay. okay, meh, or worst movie ever. So I have all of you that responded. Thankfully, no one picked worst movie ever. In fact, no one even picked meh. 11% of you thought it was okay. It was all right. Okay, you know, that's acceptable. It's an okay movie. 89, outstanding 89% though, loved it. And I, I love hearing that you loved it. It that it is um, it was probably one of the better movies that you've seen this year. And I mean, there hasn't been too many movies to see this year, but it it was definitely an enjoyable movie. I think, and like I said in my review, I think the timing of this movie is is it was just amazingly appropriate, and kind of just it worked in that this movie happened to come about when it did, and a lot of that's by accident. But these things happen, and, and just kind of, it worked out. The message and just the feeling. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Go back. Check out my review from last week. Get ready for this week's review. I do have to warn you, it is about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you haven't watched the first two episodes yet, Isaac and I do talk about some specific things that do happen in those first two episodes. Um, we, we don't go too in-depth, but we do mention some... Uh, scenes that happen, characters that show up, and some of our predictions about what's going to happen. So, if you haven't watched them yet, be warned, spoilers ahead. If you have watched them, sit back and enjoy, and let me know what you think of it. We'll see you soon. We'll be back after these messages from our wor uh, from our friends and sponsors. Well, hello there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Disney Marvels podcast. If you have a little bit of free time and you'd like to check out something a little bit different, I encourage you to listen to the Chat Disney podcast. My name is Mercedes and I am one half of the Chat Disney podcast. Myself and my friend Tash are both based in the UK and we give a female British view on all things Disney from parks, movies and even more. Check out the Chat Disney podcast at chatdisney.co.uk. And now on with the show. <laughs> Much in the way that WandaVision was a unique piece of work in the Marvel Cinematic threading of their amazing tapestry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has lent itself to be an integral part of that threading as well. 
as an introduction of new characters and continuation of storylines and addition to already established storylines that this show two episodes in has already made a huge impact like a giant chin it sticks out amongst its its people and speaking of sticking out amongst his people a genius has graced us again in coming on to this episode to air his grievances even though it is not festivus about falcon and the winter soldier lord sir isaac how are you doing it's not festivus that is correct um but uh uh let's just say a certain character just uh rubs me the wrong way and i bet it rubs other people the wrong way as well so but thank you for having me back on on the podcast man brother it's it's always an honor a gracious honor that i can always continue to talk about uh what we love and you know about this great kingdom and what you know disney and marvel's doing right now it's some really beautiful stuff bro oh it's fantastic let's let's start with the the the, the positive and then we'll bring up the grievances once we uh we get some of this other stuff out of the the way um, because especially if you go in order, those grievances don't come till the very end of the first episode, really come to fruition in the second episode. Um, but what do you think of the, what they're doing with our, our title, uh, title characters between, um, Sam Wilson's additional stories arc and, uh, same thing with Bucky Barnes's additional story arc. You know, after watching the first two episodes of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier, man, this has just been fantastic to watch both Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. They're just, they're just the, they're the, they're a fantastic pair of actors just to kind of bounce off and to, to, the rapport is just one, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's basically the superhero 48 hours with Eddie Murphy and Neil. Yes, that's <laughs> a good comparison. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just incredible to watch these two actors just have fun with each other's expense and the, the, the rapport and their acting skills is just genuine. I mean, at, with, with, with Anthony Mackie being the Falcon and being Sam's character and just kind of really kind of exploring the issues of just even with a superhero, you still have to go back to the world of reality and just kind of him dealing with them being a black band in America with the situations that, you know, the difficulties of just be able to get certain things with along with the with the pro, not the prosecution with the profiling it's just one difficult thing and and i think i am re- revealing a bit of a, a spoiler i apologize i'm feeling a little bit ahead of 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 what we're going to discuss though but it's i i i think i've enjoyed what marvel has done in, in respect of what they are trying to do and, and how they are uh, approaching this subject um now I wouldn't say uh, we are we are we have lived right now in a good year where there have been other shows that maybe approached the subject a little bit more head on than Marvel has, but I think how Marvel has done it in a way that is kind of respectful to be able to kind kind of shine a light on certain issues, while still being able to contain it, it, it's it's Marvel. In, in in the MCU, I think is is is, is nothing more than phenomenal. Um, uh, to talk about also was was Bucky's character played by Sebastian Stan, um, how they're handling his PSD in this time, being the Winter Soldier, and you know being being under the influence of Hydra and all the, the heinous stuff that he committed. 
Um, you know, it, it, it really speaks to certain war veterans that have been in, in the trenches of war and how they have to overcome uh, these this stuff that they did overseas or, or or that's under the books and to be kind of be tried to fit into civilian life and to deal with that pain and 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 grief and and violence that that carries on with them for for their entire life is something that I think that's interesting that also Marvel is also trying to explore. And so it, it, it's funny between how we're having these two shows. They can be completely different, but they're kind of grounded in a way where they're dealing with grief and pain and emotional tools and systemic racism and all these other things. Like, this is really, you, you really have Marvel's, I feel like Marvel has the license, like you said, because they have a streaming service and they have the money. Um, to be able to explore these more grounded issues that you really couldn't be able to do in in two hour flicks on, on the mega stage. Yeah, no, and um, I think the producers are they've just said for Falcon Winter Soldier specifically, it's a six hour movie, which gives you the license to really flesh out and explore more storyline that in a traditional two and a half hour uh, Marvel movie where you got to do a little story, do some action, do a little story, do some action. And, and it's all just trying to push the story along in a, a much more fast forward, um, fast forward pace than maybe even the writers or the directors want to, but that's the constraints that they, they have to go by. This is, you have six hours. That's a long time to be able to, just be able to just let you know these characters more. I mean, the, the stuff that you found out about Sam and I, I, I love how they're approaching this stuff. And I'm going to jump between episode one and episode two here. Um, you know, learning he has a family. We didn't know he had a family, you know, yeah. I mean, his sister and um, his, his nephews and stuff. Yeah. We, we, we get exposed to that and hear about his parents and kind of, what's happened to them and then the family business and how at no you know, no fault of his own when he blipped away i guess that's what we're calling it now whenever he you know after the snap he went away you know life continued on and you know the the sister had to carry everything on her shoulders and the burden of her, that having to do that as a single mother um, the, the the troubles there, and then, you know, he comes back. Uh, you know, after the the events of Endgame, mm -hmm. he comes back. He's trying to help out now, and she, you know, I hate to say she holds it against him, but in some ways she does have a resentment that you know I spent five years doing this whenever you weren't here. And again, it's not his fault. But at the same time, how does she not carry that type of resentment? She was the one there for five years. And now here he comes in trying to, to make everything right, like a, you know, quote unquote hero. I love the scene at the bank. Yeah. Where, you know, the, the guy at the desk, you know, they're filling out the paperwork and it's like, well, you know, well, where was your uh, income for the past five years? Like, well, dude, I disappeared. Well, bank doesn't care about that but can i get a selfie with you uh, it's just like yeah I, no. I appreciate you i i you know you're awesome 
but yeah. we can't help you because you know, yeah. you know how even in the real world you know stepping away from the marvel world the real world it, it's almost like that too it's just like you know the banks are so you know are cold-hearted and whatever this aspect is if it doesn't meet their guidelines that's kind of how it is i worked for a bank for many years yeah. uh and that's unfortunate it's black and white with them it's you know it's either this or it's not and you know and they translate that into it the scene where he is in i think it's supposed to be baltimore yep um and bucky takes him to meet this guy oh we're and, gonna talk about this okay cool yeah cool. all right uh i just figured you know it kind of it fits in with the this whole discussion cool. uh, this part of the discussion but Whenever they're walking out, I won't discuss about the part in the building yet, but just strictly when they're walking on the street afterwards talking and the police cars come up, whenever Bucky and um, Falcon are having a, a little more of a, a heated uh, discussion between each other and the police automatically go after Falcon. Sam's character. They go after Sam. Yeah, they go after Sam. Um, I appreciate how they did that. And they they brought light to the issue, but they didn't make it the focal point. They they didn't, I think, um, overindulge on it. I, I think what's, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize if you weren't, weren't done, but if you want uh, to... but then it, it kind of takes that twist back. Wherever it's like, oh wait a second, you're that guy, and yeah. they uh, they they start getting that that moment too. But you have two instances of people recognizing him. But still treating him in a way that isn't right. Yeah, no, it's it's funny that you touch back on on the bank scene, and and, and you know it's 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 a reality for a lot of African Americans who live there. It, you know, it's a it's one of the systemic problems that America is having right now in terms of certain you know people of color that don't tend to get the best in terms of rates or in mortgages or in 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 loans and stuff like that due to it and it's it's there that the facts are there and and you know you you bring up you know in the episode two was the profile in between them having a heated discussion right now not even really an argument just a heated discussion of a, of, of a situation and right off the bat you know they they went to Sam to say, "Is this man bothering you?" Not knowing that you know it, it he it could have been the other situation reverse. And in, like in said, my perspective, it was actually Bucky who was the aggravator. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I, that's exactly what I was get, getting at. The, the Bucky was the one who was aggravated. Clearly, Sam was upset about the situation. When the cops showed up, they went to console Bucky. Are to ensure that is is this black gentleman bothering you? Mm-hmm. Like, and and you and, see all the residents standing yeah, around watching. And watch this. you see the yeah, it, it, the whole situa- situation in unfolding. And like you said, it wasn't for his celebrity that they end up backing away from it. The fact that he was a superhero, mm-hmm. you know. And but if it wasn't there. God knows that situation would have been a whole lot more different if he wasn't the Falcon. And we've seen multiple situations. Even, I think, a lot of actors have come to reveal that situation Mm -hmm. in real life that if it weren't for the celebrity, it could have gone a different 
take if there were just simply another black person living in America. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Um, I mean, the, the only problem I had with that little moment, and I, I thought, again, that part of it played out well. I think the resolve at the end of how they ended that scene kind of didn't fit in where it was all of a sudden, oh, wait, Mr. Barnes, yeah. you skip a roll and uh, we're, we're going to have to take you off. I'm like, all right, I, I kind of get where you're going. It's like, okay, you know, they went after the black guy. The white guy ends up in the, the cop car. I think that's kind of the narrative they wanted to tell. Just the story writing, the the writing part of it, I think got a little jumbled. It's like, how did you, one, for the first five minutes of that scene, you didn't know who it was. And then all of a sudden a light bulb came on and you realized who was standing in front of you. Oh, wait a second. We have to bring you in. We have a court order for you. Yeah, it's, I, I kind of know where you're getting with that scene because, um, like, I think earlier in, in the pod, in, in this discussion, I, I said that I do appreciate Marvel for, for doing that. It shows that, hey, even in the world of Marvel with aliens, robots, and sorcerers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, wizards. 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 Aliens, warlocks, Sorcerers are the guys without the hats. Yes. Yes. Sorcerers versus without I hats. I love that bit. Yeah. It was just great. Great nod. That even, uh, again, you're still facing problems of, of the even, even in the world of Marvel's not escaped the re- harsh realities of everyday problems. And even with a scene like that, again, I, I appreciate the Marvel doing the scene. Um, like I said, uh, in 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 this great golden era of television renaissance, television where now we're starting to see other shows um, kind of tackle these situations a little bit more head on and really show the true ugliness of it. I feel like, strangely enough, that scene just didn't go far enough. Yeah. enough. Like, I don't know if you got like like you said, it just erupted with, "Oh, Bucky, you missed your court date. You're under arrest. Sorry, dude. We're gonna move on to another thing right now." I felt like they kind of didn't push the surface a little bit. I think they had to kind of back off, maybe because like Disney doesn't want to get into the, too much into that realm of offending everybody right now. But to me, I felt like maybe that scene should have gone a little bit more further just to make the people a little bit uncomfortable because I think you need a little bit of that uncomfortableness to really hammer that message home. Like in my mind, it could have played out probably a little better. If go with me here, Mm -hmm. they get, you know, they take uh, Sam, put him on the car. They're about to cuff him. They're asking for ID. They pull out their ID. Oh, could have been enough. That could have been enough of the uncomfortable. They find it out. Wait a second. Then they see, you know, seeing Bucky's ID. Oh, wait, we have a warrant for you. And then that, I think that just that little, and that would have taken what a whole two more minutes. Yeah. To have done, could have played it out even just get the point across even more. But I do want to bring up the thing about Marvel is this is something that they've been touching on since the seventies, since the sixties, that. This type of stuff they've been putting in their comic books oh, yeah. for for years, for decades. Um, and, and it's nice that they are translating it into the MCU stuff, that they are willing to bring up some of these uh, social issues mm-hmm. that need to be discussed and need to be brought into uh, the forefront of you know letting people know 
this stuff isn't right. This stuff needs to be discussed. This stuff needs to be worked on as a people. And it needs to be shown. It needs to be shown a light on. Yeah. That way you can have and continue to have the much needed discussions in order to make the change needed. Maybe if not for our our generation at the moment, because let's be honest, we're we're older at the moment, and but for the sake of your kids, for your mm-hmm. kids to learn that this is not right, and you need to look at humans with the same equality as if you were. And that way we can continue to further down the road break the cycle. So hopefully my kids or my grandkids and my future generations, that's not the issue that we're constantly facing. Yeah. It's not that we're going to get rid of hate because I think that that's a part of the human element that's, that's ingrained in us. But at least you have enough of a younger generation that can move forward and understand that's not right. Right. I mean, you you look at the lineup of the Avengers and a lot of their other teams and just comic books that you've had integrated um, diversity. Again, 70s, 80s, whatever. Yeah. That was very uncommon. Marvel was doing it then. And, you know, again, we're they're still trying to speak about these things and show that you could have many different people working together. Just because they don't look the same, act the same, whatever, doesn't mean they can't work together as a team and do amazing things. And again, it's not an issue for the government. It's an issue for the people. It's something that not just Americans, not just Canadians, Mexicans, globally. Yeah. Because even though the show takes place in the United States, it is a global show. You have people all around the world watching this, and it is a global issue, and it is something that everyone needs to to come together and work out agree no agreed it's uh um which you know i guess since we are talking about this let's let's talk about the spoiler warning in in this um why they were why that altercation led because as, as we remember um bucky tells Sam that, you know, there's a person that he should meet and then ends up going into Maryland to uh, uh, to talk to one, um, I believe it's Isaiah Thomas. I believe that's the name of the, of the character, which yeah. I have to admit, I should have seen this coming because I did read the Truth comics back when I was in high school. Isaiah and, Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. I apologize. Isaiah Bradley. Because I'm a big fan. I love the actor who plays it, which is uh, Carl Lumbery. Um, oh yes, yeah. Uh, I would. I'm not gonna. He works for. He actually did uh, some voice work for uh, for a certain other company that I will keep out of him up. Uh, he was but, in the superhero, the short-lived series The Mantis, and yes. the longer-lived series Alias. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. And he also played a other superhero character for a super, uh, for a rival. Uh, show that I won't slip out of my mouth again. Um, but, um, but to go back to 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 Isaiah Bradley's character, which is fantastic, because if you remember that there's a cart, uh, there was a comic book series that ran back in the day called Truth, which I think was red, white, and blue, which basically talked about him being basically the Black Captain in America during that time. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything about that character ever since Steve Rogers here in this situation. They did, we learned that Isaiah Bradley was, I believe, the second person to get the super 
he has to be the second person to get the superhero solo drum because well, I think it's uh, successfully received. He was the second person to successfully take to to take the the serum because you know because this was the time when Steve Rogers went under hasn't been discovered again until the Avengers to mm-hmm. pull out of some of the Avengers. So since then there was another Captain America running around under the books of the government that once they used them, they threw him away for 30 years in jail and did some heinous shit to him. And even Hydra even came after him and really messed him up. And I think that the, the fact that they're, they were bring, they're bringing that character in for me really kind of shows the ugliness of the super serum legacy that's being left behind. And I think plays into a bigger part of the series moves before, as we know that one bad guy by the name of Baron Zim was going to be introduced in his mission mission to get rid of all super beings for that same exact reason. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, and it's not even just that. It, it's They touched a little bit on this, um, but I don't think they really explained it. Um, that not only did the, you know, the government shut him up, locked him up, did some stuff to him, but the serum itself has had negative effects. Yes. Um, I think he was they were just portraying that through his paranoia and um, his mental state. I, 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 you know, it, well, the it, paranoia may be more from what the what the agencies have done to him. Yeah, I, I think that's very interesting about how you bring up the serum and especially with this episode because it, it, it really is it, it's it's kind of funny because again because if you remember throughout the first uh, the first uh, wave uh, not wave uh, from Iron Man I think up to Avengers was the first uh, the first wave of movies it was all phase about, one yeah phase one thank you about phase one it was all about the super serum formula like or or their takes to get to human um, human perfection you know human mm-hmm. It was robotics, it was radiation, and then eventually it was super serum form. It was all, it, up to that point, it was trying to duplicate the super serum form uh, to build the superhuman. And that led up to the events of the Avengers. Um, now, with so many movies past, it seems like everybody is trying to duplicate their own forms, which kind of leads to uh, the, the flag. Uh, the flag smashers. The flag smashers which you feel like they probably have a not-so-clean formula that's given them their super strength and everything in the film, which um, will bring up a very... which I will probably tie that in to a certain character that we'll really go and go and go deep into as far as in, into this podcast. But, but yeah, uh, but it, it, it's something I just wanted uh, to touch on because I think it, it's, it's very interesting because it, you feel like um, Isaiah Bradley is probably the second real person to have the pure version of that formula, or and pure purest form possible. At exactly, that point. and on top of that, even if you do have the purest form of that formula, one has to believe that it also has to tie in to the character of that person, because mm-hmm. it's seen with Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers didn't go crazy. Even when when that thing put on, I think he was the most strongest, the most purest of heart, the most humble, the most humility of all of them. 
And I think you got that same thing with Isaiah Bradley. And unfortunately, he was punished for it due to the color of his skin. Right. And I think also, I mean, that that alludes to um, what they did to a lot of our soldiers, unfortunately, after the the Vietnam conflict, Vietnam War um, and the treatment. And it's, you know, um, characterized through this character. Uh, again, Marvel taking liberties of of pointing out injustices. The uh, yeah, um, and it, I mean, but you going back to um, the original Captain America movie where Stan Tucci's character of the Doctor is, you know, telling the government, nope, it can't just be anybody. Mm-hmm. It has he has to fit this particular mold. You know, I, I'm not carried, worried about the physical physique. I'm not. I'm worried about the spirit, the heart in the mind of the character of the person that we you know we're going to use as this subject the you know because that is you know that is who the person is the body can change Mm -hmm. but if you're a jerk you're just gonna be a bigger jerk that is strong yeah so i i think that is in that's still playing forward into this series um i i you know saw I guess we could go into about um, this other character because I saw a post that, oh, you know, eventually this, that other character is going to end up with the serum or if he hasn't already. So, well, I know he hasn't already because he's got his ass, excuse me, butt beat. Uh, I think that's my first <laughs> slip ever on this show. <laughs> ah, man. His butt beat. But he did get his beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the, the flag smashers. Um. And he, you know, he, he got his butt beat by the Flag Smashers. So we know he hasn't gotten it yet. Yes. Um, we also know, I mean, you just watch enough, you just pay attention enough. You know, eventually he's going to end up with getting it. Yeah. And what does that do to his character? We don't know which direction they're going to head in. I do like that they're including um, Hoskins, uh, Joaquin Torres. These are all characters that have taken up mantles of what were side characters that are actually the main characters of this show uh, in the comic books at some point in time. Well, I feel like with the Hopkins character, he acts like a psychic. Like, yeah. uh, I think he acts like a psychic. Definitely. In, in, in this but form. Battlestar at one point was also called Bucky. Yes. He took over for Bucky Barnes. Which probably offended the hell out of Bucky Barnes. Like, but, really and I Bucky... think that's kind of the, the, I think that's the association that, yeah. you know, oh, I'm called Battlestar, but Bucky takes as, okay, you're the me. You're yeah, me. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because that's why he said, stop the truck, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, dude, I just, I can't. I can't with this John Walker character right now, posing as as Captain America. I, I I don't know how you felt because let's let's be honest, we want to hate this dude. We don't we don't want to like this dude at all. Like you you don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But and 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 this is what you were talking to me about too because we we were talking off of offhand. You have to really give it to the writers because they really do try to build. Um, a, a part of you really want they want you to really like, like this character they really want you to sympathize with the character and what they do do a good job with you kind of understand where he's coming from he's not really a bad guy it's yeah. just we've you we've 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 rolled with Steve Rogers for so long that this and then 
Steve felt like he passed the symbol of the shield to Sam because he felt like he he installed all the qualities that he had as a hero along with Bucky. Was was kind of Bucky's blessing because Bucky was there. He gave him the nod. He gave him the thumbs up. He gave him the nod. And then for Sam to kind of thought that he was doing the right thing by feeling that nobody can live up to the symbol only for them just to throw it away and just give it to another person of their choosing hurt. It hurt. Oh, you, yeah. It's like, what the, what the bleep? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right. It, but again, Sam's, since Sam's constitution is so strong that as much as that hurts him, and as much he knows that it's not right, he knows that there's something more that he needs to do and he needs to, you know, go on with it. He, you know, when Bucky's focused on, you know, oh, he has this guy has the shield. We gotta go after him. We gotta. It's like, I know, I hate it, and I want to do something about it. But there is something more bigger going on yeah. with the flag smashers and that that whole thing. Which is which is great. And in this show, it's 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 a it's it's going to be very interesting because of what we have four four more episodes left, right? Unfortunately, yeah, I know we're we're a third of the way into it. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot of because this show really touches on there's a lot of subplots on top of subplots. So it's really going to even being the way that the show even with an hour it's going to be very interesting in how they're going to wrap up a lot of these subplots or at least make it enough to yeah. enough that there's enough closure on a lot of these subplots. You know, going in. It's going well, to... remember, they said some of this stuff will spill into the actual oh, yeah, yeah. movies. So, yeah, where would this one... Like, we know WandaVision goes into Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. This one, we don't know where they're, where we're going to see these characters. Unfortunately, it's not. we know it's not going to be uh, Black Widow, which finally we... I feel good about this release date that we're finally going to see this movie. Yeah, I believe this um, now pushed it to July, right? Yeah, July 9th, I believe it is, and it, it's like I said a while ago, they're going to end up giving it the the Disney Plus and uh, theatrical release. Yeah. Um, and then you got Eternals. These movies have been done for years, well before any yeah. of these limited series um, became a thing. So they're not in it. Shang Chi, maybe I don't know. I I, I doubt it. Um, but who, you know, is there a possibility that there's some sort of connection there, uh, with Shang-Chi, um, which I, I believe what that's going to have the Mandalorian, the actual Mandalorian in it. Mm-hmm. Um, not Mandalorian. Man, man, Mandarin. Mandarin. Thank you. The other man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, but, uh. Yeah, I mean, we'll see ramifications from this show up somewhere at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. But I felt the same with WandaVision. I'm like, wait, how are we going to wrap this up with two episodes left? They did it. I mean, no. it, it is satisfactory to me. It was a satisfactory ending. Yeah. You know, it left enough open to to move into other things, but it gave the show itself enough closure to end that chapter. Exactly. I agree. Um, they have a vision. They have a, a, a direction that they're going to head in. Um, I, I love the chemistry. Again, you know, Marvel with its casting of these characters, you know, uh, Wyatt playing uh, Johnny Walker. Um, believe it or not, he, 
uh, from my heart, he was actually tried out for the original yeah. Captain America, yeah. and I'm so glad. <laughs> no knock on him, but I'm, I, you know, I'm glad they went in the direction that they did, and I think he fits into this role so much better. Yeah, Just the the way he he carries himself and the way he portrays himself, uh, the, the way that the character is written, that like you were saying, you know, it's not he's not intentionally trying to be a character that you don't like, but there is something about him that just doesn't rub you right. Just something. And he said himself, that's how you're supposed to feel about this character. He said in an interview that you're not supposed to, you're supposed to have this uneasy feeling about this character. Mm -hmm. There's something under the surface. Not that he's a bad guy, but there's just, yeah. There's, there's something about him trying to live up to, potential in the people around him because i think that's a really important scene in the beginning of, of, of his introduction in the locker room with the i, I guess girlfriend do, yeah i just want to be the best captain america i just want to do the job and i think uh, seeing him say that and then to equate that earlier um later in the episode where he got his beat by the little girl knowing that he doesn't have the power, you do wonder what length is he going to take to match up to living up to this ideology or this perception that he is the captain and where that ego is going to go. And like you said, about about the, the formula, because we have to remember, we have to assume that the formula that is taken is not the purest formula from... The first Captain America was, was uh, the one that see Rogers took. So you have to feel that what's going to happen, how how's that going to affect that person's mentality if he ends up taking it in the in this season, which we all kind of assume that he is in order to match up to that to the level and the potential that he feels that he should be. Yeah, uh, in some way we're gonna have to stop the stop the flag smashers. Um, I don't know, you know, how much or if at all the power brokers come in to this whole um, scenario because uh, we haven't had much introduction I think to them at all yet have we no no we just, they're just right now they're just people in uh, six SUVs <laughs> yeah. and that's very funny because the power broker is going to play if that is the case uh, yeah it's going to play a big big part with with Mr. John Walker Let's just yeah. say that it's going to play a very big part. Um, but are uh, they kind of rewriting the power broker to be Zemo? Because um, we know no, he's got a part into this. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to write it. I think what. I think what. I think Zemo, from how they done with the commercials. Now the commercials could, could commercials could throw us off. But I think Zemo's mission has stayed the same. I think his mission is he sees people with superhuman abilities as a nuisance to the world, a danger to the world, and his, his job is to eliminate all of it and to bring humankind to a purist, which, again, kind of goes back into so many different subplots because you're going to bring in another character that's going to bring in his own agenda, and I don't think his agenda fits in with the Flag Smashers, which the Flag Smashers kind of wants to, I guess, in a way, try to 
eliminate half the population again or figure ways to to go back to how things could have been within that five-year period arc yeah because their their um their comic book agenda and the the mcu agenda don't run congruently in the comic book it's more of a one world government this is somewhat of a one world government but we want it back to how someone said it's a terrorist organization before everyone comes back and you know with the blip and they kind of dropped the line about um the one world government but it's their whole thing isn't clear on this yet um but i i think they're they're an interesting adversary which i really didn't see coming into it. i just saw zemo um, we haven't gotten Agent 13 into this yet. Um, she's got to be showing up soon because, like I said... You it know, has to be Episode 3. I think yeah, show up episode, episode 3, we're at the halfway point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we got a lot ahead of us, a lot of things. But I, I love the direction that this show's going in. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the characters. I like the interactions. Uh yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a solid... And I think this was the original show that we were going to get first off. Um, but I, you know what? I actually like WandaVision being the introductory show because it was a little softer show mm-hmm. um, to, to bring things along. And then this is this got a little more heft to it. And the, it, it, I mean, they're just going full out with this, mm-hmm. uh, bringing the Leaper back. Um, going back to that scene... I, I don't want to say that's the last that that scene has played. You know, that somehow I feel that's going to tie in somewhere because what was the leaper's purpose? I mean, the last time we saw him, he, okay, there was a battle, there was a whole thing, but the, that scenario played out throughout the entire movie that, okay, why was this whole thing happening? Mm-hmm. You know, that ship, why was it there? That ship was there because of this, and that, you know, was actually because of this. And, the, you know, it, it built um, Winter Soldier, uh, the storyline for that. This, you know, guy getting kidnapped and Falcon having to go in uh, against these guys in flight suits, which that was not CG. Those were real people yes. flying into a helicopter in a flight suit, a, yep. an actual flying helicopter. <laughs> you got to pay me That's some good bad. money. To be flying into a, a flying helicopter with those blades going in a flight suit. Even even the running scene uh, where you saw Bucky just haul it uh, to, yeah. to to the Mack truck. That's them. They said basically what they did was they attached cars, and then those cars had uh, those treadmills. Yeah. And you just see them running. They're running just as fast with the car driving them towards the scene so a lot of those moves are a lot of practical stuff like it's, yeah. it's clear not the actors clear the stunt doubles doing it for them but a lot of that stuff is very practical so you do really do appreciate disney still stick with some practical stuff oh uh, to me practical's always been better than oh yeah see you need cgi cgi is, is great especially where it's gone to but to me the mind or the eye always knows practical versus cgi and practical always wins out I think it's, um, even more, though, it's funner, it's realistic, it's like, oh, that's really creative. Because, again, with CGI, you can kind of, yeah, so you, you could go the CGI route very easily. But I think there's something to really appreciate if, oh, you were able to figure that out. Yeah. Technology. I think that's, I think people acknowledge that a lot more better. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, yes, Sebastian Sands said that he's actually in the, probably in the best shape in his life for this show. Mm-hmm. That, you know, um, 
that he's ever been in to to do a lot of the stunt work and and, and stuff. I like that they brought back the name White Wolf. Uh, the little again, the banter between the two is just great. Oh, who are you the the White Panther? No, actually White Wolf. Wait, what's that? Yeah. They just drop it. Yeah, was, I, was, I, I like the interesting character too. They, they, I love the interaction between these two. No, it's fun. It's fun. It's just really fun writing, and I think it just explores the relationship of both the actors of uh, of, of of Maggie and, and Stan, and how their banter just shines on the tele on on, on the show. Which one may have to feel that you, if you feel like you feel like even a couple of those um, scenes between the two could have been improv, and they just oh. said, you know, their their chemistry is so good. We just, we'll run with this instead of what we've written for them. Yeah, absolutely, just so in sync with each other and and how they they work together on the show it's a it's a great it's a great banter right now um i i think overall this this second episode um was 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 decent it was a really decent yeah. not better than the first but i think it was decent in terms of the, the levity of what they're they were trying to say in this and we move on to uh, episode three when they have to talk to zemo and, and see how that interaction uh, plays out Especially with uh, with Bucky's character. And yeah, I, I mean, I I don't want to say this show has blown me out of the water just yet. I I, I think there's still a lot more potential that's it's building, um, and I think it will get to that point. It I'm really enjoying the show. I love where they're going with it. I, I just you know really a fan and just really enjoying everything I'm seeing. But I haven't been you know, hit with that wow moment that just, you know, escalates it to the next level. Yeah. Um, and that will come. I'm, I'm, I'm most certain uh, that we will get there. It may be episode four, episode five, um, to build to that point that just all of a sudden just, you know, blows your mind. I, I know, I like I said, I can feel it's coming. At this moment, to me, it is, you know, the must-see TV show that you watch every week just because you enjoy it you love what you're watching oh yeah it's a fun it's a just it's just a fun thing yeah uh, to watch every friday night you really do appreciate just good uh uh episodic television i think it's it's it really allows us to to, to digest and have these conversations that you just wouldn't through a binge watching strategy that Netflix is buying. Again, nothing against that. That's that's always great. Yeah, some shows that works great with. I think, yeah. especially I think WandaVision benefited from that. As much yeah. as people want to say it didn't, hindsight now, it did. If you you got all those episodes squished together in you know one swoop download, I don't think it would have played out as well as you know having to wait a week in between and digesting in okay mm. where are we going with this wait what was that again and being able to give it that time to look things especially up especially was... when they need to present the bigger moments and the, the, yeah. the, the, had this this flashy reveals and I think uh, I think again I think like you said Cap, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is taking that same uh, that same formula. Uh, with a lot of the subplots eventually leading to what we feel would be uh, the uh, the conclusion or the end the end moment of what we all expect for a lot of these characters moving forward. Yeah, and uh, the little cameo of um, of uh, uh, Don Cheadle, 
uh, I was I was wasn't expecting it. Happy to see him. Uh, like you said, I I'm a big War Machine fan. I love that love that character in the comic books. I liked him better than Iron Man. Um, seeing him in the movies again, yeah, really enjoyed him. Hearing that he's getting his own series, can't wait for that one. Yeah. Um, so seeing him just show up just for that moment, I thought was just again very poignant, very powerful, and just his his message to to Sam. Um, again, just, I think had a lot of gravitas to it okay. in that, in that little moment No, well said. Well said. until they just ripped it apart at the end of that first episode. No, <laughs> no you're right. You're right. Um, I think before ending, uh, just two things I think, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, would it be great if now that they've. They've done. They showed the 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 Isaiah um, the Isaiah Bradley character. I, I think it would be awesome. I was just driving it. Like, would it be cool if they were to do just a like a six part series just like this for Truth, the comic book, where we discover more of Isaiah Bradley's character after the time of not being you know be, being the second Captain America in his time and just kind of see his story his point of view you know i think it'd be a very interesting what if not a what if story it, it, it has happened but to right. have disney plus six-parter that just explores his character as captain america and how that fits in with the nuances because i think there i think there's a lot of ground that could be covered because you saw you get to kind of because it brings back you know you bring in a different element into that you bring back hydra you clearly bring back Sebastian Band because they talk about their time in the Korean War, how they fought each other in the Korean War, mm-hmm. and how he beat his, beat his, and that. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of story to dive in that we kind of get this tragic hero story that leads us into, uh, to the events of what we're experiencing now. I I think uh, I think that would work well, and you know, in some ways, I think how I would love to see it. And I don't. I don't remember if you remember the um, Young Indiana Jones series. Yeah, everybody. Uh, you had the you had old Indy telling the story of a past adventure. You know, you've already established. Okay, because I I would love to keep that actor mm-hmm. around. Um, him telling the stories to is I guess that's his grandson, whoever that that kid is in the house. You know. Oh. You know, especially now having Bucky come back, restoring those memories. You know, this is a great jumping-off point to tell that story. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that would work brilliantly because, like I said, you get to keep the the current uh, actor involved in the role because I think he he played that so well. Yeah. Then you bring in obviously a younger actor to play the the historical part. Yeah, and you know you got that historical piece in in showing this this stuff going on and what and how you know bringing the thing full circle. How did we end back up to this point, especially with Bucky's character, giving more information about him because there's so much they built so much past to that Winter Soldier character just by telling us of the stuff that he's done and we haven't seen the stuff that he's done. That's right. Agreed. With her, hearing some of the stuff that he's done, I think we're gl- glad that we haven't seen uh, seen it. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I, I think that too. I think it's fun. 
and and maybe a different take that doesn't really involve superheroes. Uh, maybe another show that I would love to see, just Marvel explore, is the events of the blip. Uh, of maybe they pick five different beings from different planets and just kind of show their how how they're like one from Earth, one from you know Nova Corps, one from the galaxy, and how how that affected. Uh, their lives moving forward, just kind of see the difference between that five-year take. I think that would be also an interesting story because there's just, like I said, I think we've touched upon on this podcast. We've seen the funny aspects of it, and then we saw the, the tragic aspects of it, and just how that's affected within the universe because it, it's you know bring people now all of a sudden popping back has really shaped the, the, the incomplete dynamic. Of Marvel and it'd be an interest that'd be an interesting nugget to explore through story with well, not even superheroes, just maybe just regular people and how they adjust to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I go when they used to do the um, the one shots. Yes. Yeah, you know, doing something like that. I, and you know, I I do miss those one shots. I understand. You know, they they evolved that into some of these other projects, but I I do miss those one shots because it it just gave you it flushed out the world some more. Later. Yeah, no, um, I, I look forward to the, the remaining four episodes and we will be discussing this more. Probably we'll let the other four uh, play out and before we uh, we sit down and you know discuss the show on a whole because I think to do it in two more episodes might be a bit... Uh, the spacing would be a little weird. Mm. You know, since you know, WandaVision, we had some more. We'll see. We'll see. Good things to come. Yes. Stay tuned. Yes, 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 yes. Isaac, thank you so much for for wanting to discuss this. You, it was actually your idea for bringing it up. Um, I hope you aired as much of your grievances as you wanted to. I, I did not enough, but uh, man, yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not down with the great value of Captain America. Let's just say that. I I love the the picture of uh, Carl with the uh, yeah Carl from Up. And, um, you know, in the similar pose. Um, but we will be discussing this soon. We will be discussing this soon. I will, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you for having me on your podcast again, man. It's always an honor. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you. thoughts of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Let Isaac and I know. Join the conversation on Facebook, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast, or on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Also, you can join us on Instagram at Disney Marvel's podcast or on Twitter at Disney Marvel's. We're even on TikTok now. Believe it or not, we're on TikTok at Disney Marvel's podcast as well. You can email the show with any questions or suggestions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail for us through the Anchor app and or website. And you can also email us through the message, the recording section on your phone. Email at us to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Links to all this is in the show notes as well as links to our blog, DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com. 
Well, I thank you for your time. I know a little time. Everyone has these days how crazy life is. But the fact that you spent some of this time with us means a great deal to, to Isaac, Matt, and I, all of us. Uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate everything. And just ask a quick moment. Please go tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors about the Disney Marvel podcast. Please help spread the word. And also, you could do that easy way, non-contact, six-foot distancing. Go online, go to Apple Podcast, and give the show a rating. We have all five-star reviews on there. I, I, again, I, I'm over the moon about that. Keep them coming. The more reviews that we get on Apple Podcasts, the more that they, they promote the show. It just helps grow the family. And it just, it just, it's just something special. It, it really means a lot. Um... And we really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber to help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support. Or find our Patreon page. Links to those are also in the show notes. Because remember, the show is brought to you by listeners like you. Hey, whatever troubles you're facing out there, whatever demons haunt you, no, you're not alone. And also know this, even more importantly, you are worth it. You are special. Don't ever not believe it. Don't, I know sometimes it's hard and it's easy for me to say that because I'm not in the situation you are in. But you are special. You are someone wonderful. You do make a difference. Don't give up on yourself. Find that light that's inside of you. Embrace it. And let the world see. Don't worry about what others are saying. Because they don't know you the way that you know you. They don't see the things that you see. They don't hear the things you hear. They don't feel what you feel. And that's okay. The fact that you know that you are worth it. Hold your head high and keep moving forward. Now I'd like to end this week's quote, end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney. I do not want to make teaching films. If I did, I would create a separate organization. It is not higher education that interests me so much as general mass education. And that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.